0: Whitaker Weekly is a three episode in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Rick Weekly. Let's get right to it. Uh, a lot of news uh over the last little while. Uh something that you shared with me uh, that I that I wrote down. Um at the Crunchyroll Expo, I'm sure lots of people are already aware of this, but at the Crunchyroll Expo, they announced that season two of Rise of the Shield Hero is in production already, and season three has been Greenlit. So we're looking forward to two more seasons of that. Yeah. And yeah.
1: plenty of memes going out saying, Yay, Rise of the Shield Hero got announced. When are we getting season two of No Game, No Life?
0: Probably never. I don't know how popular that show was. But Rise of the Shield Hero is crazy popular. It really was. Uh, okay. Um, so
1: then you found some news as well. Uh, yeah, so this, this came up on my feed, and I thought it was pretty funny. Is was that a uh, 57-year-old anime fan told to turn down TV allegedly retaliates with Katana. Okay. Um. So there's an article we'll link to. Uh on uh, Crunchyroll.com. Come on, open up. Here we go. Yeah, it's uh. Basically, apparently, some fifty-seven-year-old man in uh, Hyoga Prefecture City, was watching anime with the volume all the way up and his window open, and a 50-year-old neighbor situated diagonally from the fan's apartment found the noise to be a bit too much, went across the street to have a word. When confronted, the older man apologized, turned the volume down, and they both went about their day. Just kidding, he allegedly pulled out an 18-inch replica katana and threatened to kill the younger guy. <sighs> Unsurprisingly, the police were called, older man was taken into custody, no details are yet available on what show he was watching.
0: <sighs> wow. Okay. It's all kinds, doesn't it? Um, anyways, uh, after that, um, Nintendo had a great direct today. Uh, oh, lots yes. of great news. Um, Banjo-Kazooie, the newest character for Smash Ultimate, is available today. Um, if you have the fighter pack, then he's already downloadable for you. They also announced Terry Bogard of, um, I want to say it's Final Fight and King of Fighters Hall of Fame. He's the next character uh, for Smash, and then they have one more unannounced characters character. But then they announced that they are going to be adding more DLC characters in the future. So we're not done yet. They're they're adding more. (laughs) Yeah, there were seventy characters when this game came out.
1: There's just so many
0: more now. There's just so many more. Anyways, uh. They also have, uh, they just announced the SNES games for Nintendo Online um, with a bunch of great games uh, announced for like the first 20 titles. Uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast is coming to the Switch. It's that's also a, coming to the PS4. That's incredible. It's a that's it a is. great game. Um, uh, re- are I'm
1: assuming remastered?
0: I don't think so. No. I, I could be wrong, but uh, go ahead and check it out for yourself. But anyways, then we have, in a bundle, Assassin's Creed 4, 4 Black Flag, um, and then Assassin's Creed Rogue, two incredible games as well, Divinity Original Sin 2, the complete edition, Doom 64, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition, and, uh, then, and more. They had a ton of announcements today. Those are the ones that I was most excited about, though.
1: Yeah, um... So they did announce that among the SNES games that is confirmed is uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Yep. Um, what's not confirmed, but has been on a lot of people's wish lists, is Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. That's been uh, spouted around on Twitter today with this announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, lots of good stuff. Um yeah okay, so there's there are some trailers out there right now for Jedi Outcast on the Switch and what it's gonna look like. So I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. But anyone listening can go ahead and check that out and uh see for themselves if it's I mean, I would assume they did some remastering to it to Possibly, it just to state. make it look
0: better on big TVs.
1: Yeah, but uh it it does still look pretty um I'm looking at some screenshots of it here, and I don't know if that's, you know, the original uh, version or the uh, or what is expected to be seen on the Switch. They were showing a video of it,
0: like they showed clips of it during the... Um... During the announcement? During the announcement, yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like it's too advanced. Like They they didn't spend a lot of time rebuilding it. Maybe cleaning it up a little bit here and there, but Mm -hmm. um, I just remember playing that game and just how much fun it was uh, dragging your lightsaber across the wall and leaving uh, trails.
0: So, Jedi Knight 2 is coming out before Jedi Knight 1. That's so weird. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Let's go ahead and move which, on. Which, if, for those of you
1: who don't know, the the sordid history of this series is so hilarious because it was, uh, Star Wars Dark Forces, and then Star Wars Dark Forces Jedi Knight, and then Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, and then Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. Mm-hmm. And I think. Dark Forces 2 was Jedi Knight 1. And so. Well, like, it
0: was. Uh, yeah, it was. They Dark it Forces for sure. was the original. Was the first, it was the original first person shooter um, playing Kyle Katarn. Multiplayer. Foot, foot, then, yes. Yep. And uh, I don't remember if it was multiplayer, but then they had Dark Forces 2, mm-hmm. Jedi Knight. Um, then they had. <laughs> Jedi Knight 2. Jedi, Jedi Knight outcast. 2, Jedi Outcasts. So, yeah. Really, really weird. Anyways. Um, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's move on to three episodes in. It was your That's... pick this week. And uh, what did you go ahead and pick? All right. So, this month,
1: we're doing a theme of unusual or extraordinary High schools, as our back schools to school with a twist, is kind of what we decided. What's that? Schools with a twist. Schools with a twist. So this school is the Anti Magic Academy. The thirty fifth test platoon is the name of this anime. Set in a world where witches run havoc, the military decides to shift from using sword to utilizing guns to neutralize magical threats. The Anti Magic Academy is an institution that specializes in training witch hunters. Takaru Kusugani, who can't use guns and continues to fight with a sword, is relegated to the 35th Test Platoon, a motley group who can't cooperate. One day, Uka Otohori, an elite pistol master who is forced into, de- into demotion, joins the pl- platoon. Will they be able to gather their strengths and work together? Okay, so first off, this description's a little um a little uh inaccurate. Cause it's implying that people are that that there it's a recent shift from swords to guns. But really it's it's kind of a modern urban fantasy, is what mm-hmm. the uh setting for the show is. So magic exists, but so do skyscrapers. And they talk about how swords hadn't been used since before the Great War. Mm-hmm implying um that the the uh that Japanese history going from you know samurai period to industrial to uh their modern era is probably reflected in the history of this world. There just is also magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So but yeah this kid's walking around with a katana strapped to his uh side and everybody's kinda making fun of him for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Even though he proves pretty early on that he's really good with the katana.
1: Really is. Um so the first the opening shots of this anime um kind of give the same vibe that I had from uh say Psychopaths. They're trying to really mm-hmm. sell it as it, as a gritty war um a, a darker toned anime. And then pretty quickly, they break that entire tone and go and say, oh, by the way, we're also a little bit of a uh, a perverse comedy.
0: Oh, fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was actually really surprised because the, the opening... this show is weird i just want to say that there's a lot of lighthearted humor a lot of fun and weird and like i don't mean that in the bad way but i'm not quite sure if it's a good way just yet sure um there's a lot of humor a lot of lighthearted jokes um a lot of you know accidental pratfalls grabbing the girl's boobs and things like that like in one scene some girls knock him over our protagonist gets knocked over by some girls and he tells them, this is not my fault in the slightest. I am not at fault here. And they still slap him off camera anyways. Yeah. Even though it was Touch their black fault for running him over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also dark and violent. Yes. Like at the very beginning, we see the upper half of our protagonist on the ground dying under a pool of his own blood. Yes. Um, I forget what he says, um, but then it's cut to opening credits and then lighthearted humor um inside of a room with just these three losers. They're on the 35th platoon yes. of this anti witch cat anti magic academy. Um and they are the dregs of the academy. Nobody takes them seriously at all.
1: Uh, but somebody, like the
0: Pipsqueak platoon or something like that. Something like that. I don't think I wrote down what they actually uh what they're called. Um right Let's hear the small fry platoon, the small fry platoon, yeah, the small fry platoon, mm-hmm. so
1: the platoon currently exi- consists of a g- kid who uses a katana in the day uh, in the modern era, a uh little girl named bunny named Usagi who Usagi. is a who is a sniper who does not perform well under pressure, no, she really doesn't, and this other girl um who seems to be a um oh. <laughs> Ikaruga she is their techie she's their techie she's uh she stays behind monitors uh she she works intelligence and monitors um from safety
0: she's the tower uh, yeah she's the tower just Justice League, when they say tower give me a reading or tell me what's going on there's someone in the tower monitoring things yeah um she's, she's so that's tower. what she is in, mm-hmm. and she modifies and upgrades everyone's equipment. And
1: we find out, and something I wrote down is something she's criticized for is you're vaguely, you are relatively competent, but you don't know when to stop adding upgrades. Don't stick a fully automatic feature on a 9 millimeter handgun. Alright, fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, our first introduction to this crew is after he's been abused after Takaru or uh Takaru Takaru um hmm. <sighs> sorry Digimon flashback that was also the name of uh Matt's uh, Yamato's little brother is t- in the Japanese original is uh Takaru but it's uh, they just okay. call him TK mm-hmm. in the ori- in the American uh yeah they do so yeah. but yeah Takaru
0: was his uh mm-hmm. name in the japanese anyway so they get another member this member is kind of given the option to join this or be expelled pretty much yeah she Um. she was she was already an inquisitor at her young age but she got kicked out of the inquisitors um they reveal why i believe it's episode 2 um
1: well they, they oh no, no, so it's, she, it's episode, right there, right it's episode there at the 3 beginning. right there at the beginning yeah. in episode 1 when she's uh being spoken to by the headmaster about am uh-huh. I being fired? Well you're being demoted. You're being disbarred.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. now you get to join this platoon. You get to join
0: this platoon back at school. Yep. Yep. Um and we get a, as soon as uh Takeru sees her, uh this girl's name is let me pull up the wiki here. It's uh Otori. Otori. Her, uh, fa- Otori. her
1: family name's Otori. We she's not called by her first name Oka at o- all during Oka. the first season. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, She, uh, she, uh, she comes in and he has flashbacks to middle school and, uh, he, in middle school, he wanted to prove to everybody how powerful the sword was. And there was this free for all fight or something along those lines. And the last two were him and her. They went to the same middle school. Yes. And she beat him. She beat him. And he remembers that. And he says to her, oh, uh. It's uh, a long time no see. Uh, how have you been? And she looks at him and just goes, Who are you?
1: Yeah. Do
0: I know you? Like, Do I? Yeah. You? Who are you? Yeah, she doesn't remember, remember him at all. Yeah. The day that uh, M. Bison slaughtered your vigilage was the most important day in your life. To me, it was a Tuesday.
1: Uh Earlier on Twitter, there was a lot of love going around for uh, Raul Julia today. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, some some people were posting some pretty amazing stuff that he had done, basically, about how in his early career he did Shakespeare in the Park, but he refused to give up his Puerto Rican accent. So he brought the Puerto Rican culture into Shakespeare, and he was just perfect at it.
0: Raul Julia was an incredible man. Absolutely incredible. Died too young. Um anyways um Okay
1: so 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 they so this particular uh what do they call themselves platoon this particular platoon uh, has a uh, uh every platoon is given opportunity to do certain things and doing them successfully earns them points and so there's a prestige system in this school where you know, probably not dissimilar from, you know, 10 points to Gryffindor. There's a prestige system in the school per platoon. Mm-hmm. And their mm-hmm. platoon has zero points. And so in an effort to get yeah. some points, they take on... Six, six months and, into the school year. Six months in, zero points. And so to, to, in an effort to get some points, they take on what seems to be a simple... um I don't want to call it snatch and grab, but it's it's they are arresting a a uh, like a, a a witch artifact, a magical artifact, is being uh, transferred from one organization to another, and uh,
0: um they're they're supposed to be monitored, and they they decide to go. Well, it's a magic artifact that was stolen. And they decide to go ahead and get some points by recovering the magical item.
1: Yes, so the yes, four of do. them so go. They engage. and so they they're they're all set up, they're all they've uh, got the four of them in place, ready to go. mm-hmm. And our main character, Takeru,
0: the captain of the platoon
1: the, the captain of the pl- platoon. Uh, is informed that the sniper has taken out some of the uh, some of the people, and he bursts in the door, katana at the ready, and talking tough in a very, in a, actually a bit of a chinipio way, it seems to be his way of doing things. Um, mm-hmm. So he's talking tough and realizes that he is outnumbered six to one, and they all have guns. And he immediately starts going what what's going on here
0: yeah, um, so the sniper who fired two shots in the windows and is so proud of herself, she's like, I did great, I didn't crumble under pressure. This is incredible, yeah, great job. You fired at the wrong building. what and it cuts to inside." where she shot and she shot over two mannequins that were in a display. Yeah. And then there's this great scene where she's on the roof. It shows where she's talking. And then it shows a a bubble of Takedu in the exact opposite direction. So she now has to get into a new building to get on to, to get into a new position to help the team out. So
1: the fight doesn't go well at first. Until he, they make fun of his sword enough to piss him off. And it turns out when he is angry is when he actually unleashes and is able to cut bullets in half as they're coming his way. So he's but actually he pretty darn good with it.
0: so angry that he starts losing his cool because they're making fun of him for having a knife. And he's just like, I will show you a technique that will leave no blood on my sword. And then he hears the voice of his sister in his ears saying, "Takero Oni-chan? Go ahead and calm down now, and he instantly calms down. And it turns out it was a program by their uh, by the tower. I,
1: I I didn't I didn't think it was a program. I thought it was the tower actually doing an impersonation. Oh
0: no, I think she's, I think she said that's a new program I wrote. It doesn't sound exactly like her, uh-huh. uh, but I- Ikaruga she you siscon <laughs> you calls her a Yeah. Um, and the the gangsters who were previously afraid. Uh huh. Uh, then pull their guns out on him again. He's like, "Ah, I was just teasing. I was just making a joke. There's, there's no such thing as a sword technique that doesn't leave blood on the sword. Um, he then gets knocked down by, uh...
1: Oh, wait. As this fight is starting, something we didn't mention was that, uh, Otori, while he breached the door, she breached through a window. And then she sees that the situation is not good. And she just falls back out the window and says, bye. You can deal with this. And so she had disappeared herself from the situation. Um, And then when things started getting serious again. And this guy goes from, apparently, yeah, he was willing to start killing people once he was angry enough. And that's why he needed Mm -hmm. to be calmed down, but he only has two modes, such a goofball that he's not trustworthy in a fight. And so angry that he can kill everybody.
0: Um, I don't know. At least in this
1: this situation,
0: in this point, yeah, because he still shows he's pretty good, really good with the sword, even when he's not consumed by his anger. Yes. So, it's just right here. He let his anger consume. He let his anger consume him. Um, And they actually tried talking him down out of it before Tower. uh, We should probably actually have say her name instead of her nickname we just gave her, Ikaruga. Before Ikaruga um, talked him out. Before he, she used. the impersonation or, you know, the, uh, the program, whatever it was, uh, right. to imitate the voice of his, of his sister. Um, so he then gets saved by, cause he's about to get shot. He then gets knocked down by, um, by, uh, Otori.
1: Yeah. So she comes back to the rescue. She had escaped and regrouped to get, to, to be able to get the ju- jump on them. She actually, mm-hmm. she actually shuts down the lights on her, in- on her re-entry to make it easier for mm-hmm. her to, uh, And
0: she shows how skilled she really is by um taking down this entire group by herself. And she her gun shoots shock bullets that doesn't kill, it knocks them down. Yes. Uh, It's like it's like tasers that don't need to be charged, don't don't need me to have the wire connected to the main unit. Right. Um and uh they then meet the guy who was trying to sell um well when they come in a girl calls them out for being calls out the, the gangsters losers and falls out the window to get, to escape. Um, uh-huh. anyways, um, I missed that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think uh, I saw that, that clip. Um, but sh- they beat everybody except for the guy who was there to make the cell. Um, and he uses a scroll that just like in D and D is a one-time cast, instant cast of yes. a spell. And they he summons a mech and is inside of the mech. Um, I, I think they call it a dragoon. I could yes, be wrong. they call it they call it a dragoon,
1: and uh-huh. um, it's about I want to say a little bit bigger than say the Ed nine thousand from uh, Terminator, no, from RoboCop. Um, so it's not it's not you know Gundam sized. It's still big enough to f- fit in a large room that he's fighting in, but mm-hmm. um. Otori knows how to take care of these things. Apparently she knows that um, the joints are vulnerable, and mm-hmm. they're not well designed for close combat with smaller targets.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think she also said, uh, I apologize if you already said this, but I think she said that uh, it was also an older model. Mm. Um, and that was one of the weaknesses of the older models, is that the joints are exposed. So if you know what you're doing, you can take it out pretty easily. Especially which, if you're close, which she, she hmm
1: which she does. And then um And so she's got him arrested and then back to the and so after that comedy, uh, after that uh, action scene, we're back to ridiculous comedy as ridiculous comedy back as the main at the character the main character can't keep uh-huh. to keep his cool around yeah. a girl. So <laughs> just stumbles um, and falls in the dark and that happens
0: yep he gropes her well yeah he walks forward and he slips on a shell from the mech um it's like I, a 50 millimeter shell and I I he falls see forward he
1: slipped on I thought maybe he tripped over the hand of somebody else that she had knocked
0: out or something like that no, was it was it was, it was it was a casing of a yeah. uh, of a 50 mm, millimeter shell and okay. he just rolled on it forward tripped and Pratt one of the humorous moments of when fall in on a girl grab her boob yeah cliche and stuff and all of that um, happened she, before. All
1: this happened before the first commercial break of the first episode, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. after that, there's a time skip, and it just says, "Ever since that day, she's never worked on a uh, assignment with us." Mm -hmm. And apparently, we find out that
0: uh, going on solo assignment
1: has been soloing for a while, Mm -hmm. and uh, turns out she's injured herself uh, on a mission. She's got a scar. She's got uh, what appears to be a bullet. ...wound that had skimmed across her shoulder... ...left a cut and... uh, ...a huge amount of fraying... ...from her... uh, Mm
0: -hmm. ...suit
1: coat... ...her school uniform coat and undercoat... Mm -hmm. ...it was a school uniform... ...slash military uniform... ...looking
0: thing... Mm -hmm. Um, ...but anyway... ...they... um, ...she walks off saying she doesn't need any help... ...and he refuses to listen to her... Um, ...he goes after her and says... "You." Hurt, like you're hurt, I'm your captain. I don't care if you don't see me as your captain. I'm not going to leave you alone and injured, and so she realizes she's not gonna get anywhere with this idiot following her around, so she gets up, so she brings him to her next assignment, and the two of them work together um to take down uh some more mobsters, yeah, um, though so there was a bit right there where she she asks that or like they ask her. Why doesn't she want to go with them? Right. And she starts and she points out all their flaws. And there's yeah, she, one of the she, flaws she, that you wrote here that you that uh you should uh point yeah out.
1: I, I said it a little bit earlier about how she was uh, complaining about um about the towers' uh, inability to um uh, to to know when to hold back when it comes to putting upgrades on things, mm-hmm. including don't stick a fully automatic feature on a nine millimeter handgun.
0: Yeah. Uh, but but she, yeah, she, she also talked about how
1: how uh, the sniper, how the commander can't lead, and the sniper is useless under pressure. And how can I possibly trust a
0: sniper who's who, to watch my back if they can't? Mm-hmm. uh Yeah, if you're at the wrong building. Well, she she crumbles under pressure. The mechanic or the, the tower, uh Ikaruga. She's incredible, but she makes all these pointless, useless features, Yeah, and Captain is just, she just thinks she's worthless. So yeah. he's like, and you're the captain of this platoon, you're the one who should be saying these things, not me. Um, but anyways, uh, then that's when he notices the scar, and he goes on after her, and pretty much forces her to take him along on their next assignment, yeah. on her next assignment, um, and they go to a, uh, they, they go and they take out some more thugs, um, he opens, she's quietly opening the door, and he accidentally pushes it open a bit. No, no, he opens the door. She knows, she realizes that it's booby-trapped. So she pushes him past the booby-trap, and they miss getting hit by the grenade just barely. Uh-huh. But that summons the remaining uh guys, right. uh, the remaining thugs, and they come after them. He draws his sword and slices their bullets in half so they can't get hurt, and she shoots them down.
1: Yeah, she returns fire. Um, it's a pretty and cool uh,
0: team-up. It, yeah it's a pretty good team. It is a pretty good team up between the two of them. And she tells him to go ahead and handcuff those, and she'll examine the storage facility. And he does that. And this is where we see more of the dark nature of this story. Yes. Um, They've and got it,
1: trash cans full with covered in blood and with some body parts hanging out of them. Body parts.
0: And yeah. then we, we only see, see some cans sticking out of one, but you see the blood stains on all of them.
1: Yeah. And and she blames witchcraft. So they were probably doing some experiment or harvest something we don't know after only watching the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, if it's something like the dark crystal where they're harvesting energy from various creatures like other humans to build magic from. Or if they were doing experiments in necromancy or if they were Mm -hmm. just, you know, prepping people to be used as uh, magical components, reagents. In uh, spellcraft, it's not established what's happening here. Just that these uh, uh, that there is a form of magic that witches use in this world that costs people uh, that that uh, is people are killed for it in large numbers. It seems. Hmm. Um and this uh this really sets otori off, and we get to find out a bit more of her backstory and mm-hmm. uh why she's doing what she's doing
0: and we learned that otori um hates witches and magic because her entire family was killed by a witch yeah um that her both her mother, father, and younger sister were all killed by a witch, and so mm-hmm. she hates witches. And the reason she became an, an um, became an inquisitor uh, is because she wanted to wipe out all the witches. Kind of the same reason that Aaron became a uh, uh, joined the um, joined the uh, the the core the, uh, the, the scouting yeah, scout, core. scouting core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember the name of it, um, but she's about to kill one of them. Um, while her gun doesn't kill enough. If enough shocks, it will probably kill somebody. So she's out there shooting the guys in handcuffs uh, for Uh being part of this. Um, And he, uh, Takedo tries to talk her out of it, uh, tries to uh, talk to her, uh, talk her down, uh, but she's not going to, and she raises her gun to fire one more time, and he tackles her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of knocks some sense into her, Um, saying you can't, do this, uh, I forget exactly what he, t- what he tells her, but um, at, it's at that point that um, Otori starts seeing something more in Takeru than just this useless squad leader. Yep. Um, and that's kind of, uh, episode one ends with the girl who was there to purchase the magical items, um, meeting with someone and giving him something. Yes. And then episode two starts with more of that scene uh she's meeting with a man who is a who is a necromancer uh-huh a witch and an alchemist all in one and
1: for point of uh reference we're just going to call him evil ed yeah yeah because he looks evil ed evil he ed. He, he looks a little bit like um Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. Mm. Um, I thought about that that the moment I saw him. I'm with his uh, blonde hair and his calling himself an alchemist. And I just thought that immediately
0: about him. And then it it gets reinforced a little bit later later. in this episode. Yeah, it gets reinforced later in this episode. But he... uh, um she's giving him something and she says uh well how many people did you kill this time and he says 50 but don't worry half of them are criminals and she the girl is obviously upset um uh, she says remember remember our our deal i'll only help you if you don't kill any innocents and he's like i know the only people who i want to hurt in this are the academy and the inquisitors they're my enemies that's i'm not gonna hurt anybody else and then she says okay and goes off um, he then, uh, the group is, they're out on a mission or something. I'm trying to remember exactly Okay. So it's what they're during, out of, what they're so, doing. So what actually it does, it cuts to, is it cuts to the flashback
1: of what actually happened between, um, Otori and Katheru. uh, Katheru. um. Uh, it, during their middle school years, when they first met each other, and the mm-hmm. event, and um, something he says or something he does reminds her of that, and goes, "Oh, that was him," and so she's now remembering him, even though she she's all like, "Who are you?" During that, when he was having that flashback about her. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. But- so. So, They're out on a mission, though, aren't they? Um, I don't remember. I don't think they were. I think that they were just—they uh, were just taking care of some school things. And they set up that there's a school tournament coming up um, between various platoons to see who uh, who gets the hundred point prize for winning the tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay, so there's yeah.
1: A a, there's a bit of um,
0: banter at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember why he and her are out of the city, though. Oh, that's right. He ups. She gets upset at him. Um, and uh, she, meaning Otori, gets upset at him. And he falls after her in that her parents' graves. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, don't really remember what happened next. Let's, rather than just us stumbling through, let's go ahead and go to the next item. So, so
1: the next big um, thing that happens is... Our, evil Ed. Is evil Ed summons Evil Al. Mm-hmm. So this giant suit of armor carrying a sword that is also a railgun that looks very suspiciously like Alphon Elric's suit of armor with a Kuthramon. Uh, has mm-hmm. been summoned and then he also summons uh, ghouls and so ghouls are attacking the city and distracting most and distracting most of the core while this suit of armor, which is in the show called a reincarnated version of King Arthur holding Excalibur. Mm-hmm. It's like as if you know the essence of King Arthur and the essence of Excalibur were imbued inside this automaton. Mm-hmm. And rather than
0: being a cute fire. blonde woman, it's now this Massive suit of armor, that an Excalibur is a rail gun. This is
1: not. This is not fate. No, this um, is not fate. So, unfortunately, it's not Soul Eater either. So
0: it's not a little uh, top hat cape wearing. Fortunately, most people I know would I rather sure deal with this King Arthur and Excalibur rather than the Excalibur and Soul Eater. Soul anyway, this <laughs> uh, Excalibur face. Hmm. Hmm. We should do Soul Eater for the last week this month because that's a good lead-in. Not a rose- only is at schools with a twist, but it's a good lead-in to Halloween. All right, uh, that could be our cross. Yeah, I think I think we decided that for our last week this month. Anyways, alrighty. Um, I mean the one I'm picking for next week would also be a good lead-in to Halloween as well. Um, sure but works. uh, anyways, um, speaking of which, Volume Seven of the of this is is coming out on the twenty fourth.
1: Oh, what work pre-
0: of. Well, well, I will oh. talk. About, I guess we'll talk more about it later. But I want to reveal next episode. Oh no! When you uh, said this, I thought you meant hand. the thirty fifth, thirtieth, thirty. Oh no, 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 no! My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. I, I was getting yeah. distracted. Um, but anyways, so um, they, so evil Al makes
1: its way to the school to a to attack it. Mm-hmm. While the rest and... of the
0: platoon is dealing with all the ghouls that have been uh, unleashed on the city, and it's such a it's the first time something like this has been unleashed on the city. Uh, so the headmaster of the school, who's this w- a guy with long white hair, who is very, very much a very scheming sort of guy. You're never quite sure what he's planning. Um, yeah. He tells the students that uh, either run or fight. And I'm telling all of you to fight right now because if we run from this thing, no one's going to be able to stop it. Okay. Something that um, comes so- up, at this
1: point, mm-hmm. but uh, we haven't mentioned yet is that there is seems to be a force of witches that call themselves the Valkyrie, mm-hmm. or something of, or something to do uh, with Valhalla. Valhalla. They call themselves Valhalla. Valhalla
0: is the name of the entire group. Um, they and there's a uh, bunch there's a group of, them,
1: of them called the Valkyrie. Apparently, the school is also doubling as a prison for those types for those people. Yes, and so that's mm-hmm. why the school is being attacked is to re- mm-hmm. to release. Uh, the members of Valhalla who are there's, there's no safer it.
0: place for a bunch of dangerous criminals than a school housing adolescents. Oh, uh, uh, oh, there's another logic.
1: there's another uh, the Harry Potter
0: reference, then anyway. Uh, anyway, um, so Otori gets there first because well, um, she's incredibly fast, incredibly quick, yes. Um, and uh, Takedo's following after her um but he's also fighting the ghouls on his way uh, cuz he's not quite as agile as she is um and she um she gets to this suit of armor and starts shooting it but there's a barrier protecting it yes um, she gets uh, the the railgun also doubles as a sword and it mm. needs to cool down between shots as they're veiled later yep um and it brings a sword down into the ground. She jumps back, but still gets caught in the explosion. Her leg gets cut by some of the rock as she flies back. And uh, she her guns get uh, tossed aside. And she then does something that she hates. And she's like, I really didn't want to have to do this. And she summons a pair of guns. And we see these guns in the opening credits. Hmm. Um, and she summons Vlad, as yes. she calls it. And her guns, you, you wrote down what they say. I want, to, I want to talk about more what they do, but... Yes.
1: And so she pulls out the, these guns, and the guns immediately ask, what is thy bidding? Speaking then, directly it,
0: in term. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so, you know, which reminded me greatly of the demon sword in uh, uh, in um, Ultima 7.
0: Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah. Forge of Virtue. Did that demon um, ever come back like in Ultima 9 or something like that? That feels like a missed opportunity. I think he, I swear he did. But no, what, what happens
1: is you actually run into him in Ultima 8 before you've captured him. So there's like a time dilation where. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Captured I, remember that. Seven, I remember that. But then you meet him in 8 before you've captured him. I don't recall whether or not he's in 9.
0: I'll have to look up the history, uh, wiki of that character. But, anyways, right. um, he, um, uh, but yeah, so, this,
1: so these guns ask, what is thy bidding? And apparently this gun has been trying to get her
0: to, to seal some kind of contract with him. make a pact or a contract with him, uh, with her. And uh, she, she's like, I'm not, do, I'm not doing that. I'll just give you some of my blood. And he's like, okay, gonna go ahead and just give me your blood again, huh? And I just thought, how fitting of it that she has a pair of guns named, named Vaughn. Or God. Vlad, my bad, Vlad. That... Yeah, had yeah, a little blood. Escaflowne
1: moment there.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the characters, well, well, the, in the the the, book the, 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 was the guy Malus in well. the Escaflowne movie were blood powered. Yeah, those were blood powered as well. But anyways, of uh, uh Vlad then shoots out these magical bolts. Um and they're big blue bolts rather than uh bullets. And yeah. they actually are penetrating the shield and hitting him. But as she flips over and shoots some more, um we see the um Arthur, look at her, and the bullets kind of fall out of his helmet, and yes. the helmet repairs itself. And um, and that's when she makes the blood bond. That's, yeah, that's when she uses her blood, yeah, to do a more powerful shot. Um, but he uh, says that Excalibur's sheath is healing him instantly. You're not going to be able to defeat him like this. So she then uses the blood, packed. Um, he, he, uh, Vlad takes her blood um, and uh, fires this incredible... Blast Mm -hmm. at the suit of armor. Suit of armor takes it like it's nothing and hits her, knocks her out of the way. Well, Uh, and so she's
1: no, I thought it was that point. Well, I thought it was when she used the blood pack that it did, like, broke through its shield, it regenerated, but its shield was gone. And so he could be it could take damage at this point. Like, she really successfully did something, but that's when it struck back and uh, knocked um, her down, yeah, and knocked her down. And so she tries to go... And so she thinks she's going to go again when the guns say, oh, my master is calling, and leave her.
0: Mm-hmm. Which which And her master is apparently the head of the school because it cuts yeah. right to him. It cuts right to him smiling as he's looking uh-huh. down. Well, well, and well, this entire time, we see this little girl uh, with purple hair, I want to yes. say. it's yes, a little girl hair.
1: in a Lolita maid-ish outfit with mm-hmm. long purple hair she looks a lot like um the the blonde from uh re:zero but mm-hmm. in a purple motif with purple hair um and but, she's been um, in and out and kind of stalking um Hakeru. yeah stalking
0: um, and uh, and it's revealed earlier on like one of the reasons uh Otori is um in this uh in this squad, it's because one of the squad is a, members is a candidate for something. I didn't write down what he was a candidate for, but it's an extremely rare rune-eater. thing to be candidate for that, huh? A rune eater, a rune eater. Okay, that's well, what relic like. eater, relic eater. That was it, relic eater. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, but no, it was it was in a conversation with the headmaster that um, everyone in that platoon is very talented in their own way, but none of them have the skills to cooperate with one another. And that's something they need to learn. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of setting forth the path of the anime, um, just storylines. We're seeing the seed of the storyline where they're going to learn how to work together better and better in this, in these events. Um, but yeah, so, I'll uh, see what happens next. Um, so she loses My her gun. Shows up. So so she yeah she loses her guns. Uh, Evil Al is pointing his rail gun at her and charging it up to full power. When, mm-hmm. um, just, when uh, yeah, Puckheader shows Puckheader up and shows knocks up. the sword out of the way. Just just in time. Hey, As I if I recall exactly what happens, he he hits the sword, which causes him to aim in the wrong direction and the force of the blast being in a direction he wasn't planning on launched Al away for a while mm-hmm. if I if I saw that correctly. Um but then yeah. Uh Otori insists you can't handle this guy. Just fight. just run. He's too strong for you. And had he listened to her, he wouldn't have been cut in half with the next blast. Mm-hmm. and cut and and then we see in right there near the end of episode two, what happened at the very beginning of episode one. It's a flashback mm-hmm. of that of that uh that dark event that was foreshadowed at the very beginning of episode one, where everyone is mm-hmm. right, where he's dying, his sword's right next to him he and things are happening, and that's when mm-hmm. he makes a pact. Uh, that's where um uh what's her name uh, lapis we find out lapis is this girl oh. who's been
0: following them around um and, and she makes... pulls him into this other world yeah, so um and kind it's... of explains to him as she's disappearing and reappearing all around him
1: it's a little bit like the matrix where it's mostly white and there's some chairs scattered about, but it's a little more stylized than just that. There,
0: there, yeah. There's, there's a platform that's got some cool gold gilding on it and things like that. So probably not as blank Before as the, the matrix, track, but it's um, still a, yeah. a, a,
1: a large white space that he's been, that he's occupying um, with a lot with these things. And she then asks him four questions and makes a pact with him. And this is where it, this show turns into a, uh, you know a super powered, uh metamorphosis type hero um in the same vein as uh say um the Giver or um uh, ultraman or uh gridman and things mm-hmm. like that Yeah. Uh, where our hero teams up well so so his power is that he he now can merge with her or she becomes a suit of mm-hmm. armor around him and i swear when i saw that i'm like oh hey look it's the black knight cecil from Epi- from final fantasy 2
0: or 4 technically yeah 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 <laughs> but i i noticed something that i thought was really really cool she says this poem she says um you know who killed cock robin with my lance and my sword uh you know something like that um uh-huh. i killed cock robin well it turns out and I, I was like, that's interesting. She's cause she spoke it in English. Yeah. Um, really so, I was like, that's interesting. so I decided or to go something. ahead and Google Cock Robin. Turns out, according to Wikipedia, Cock Robin Although the song was not recorded until the mid-eighteenth century, there is some evidence that it is much older. Mm-hmm. Much older. Earlier than the fifteenth century. Wow. Um and uh, there's a, no one really, really really knows what it means. But every valid interpretation of it, at least according to the Wikipedia article, is that it has to do with the death of a king or a noble figure, like the death of Balder in North mythology, the mm. death of William, uh, William II. Um, so it has to do with killing a monarch. And she says this just as he uses his power to kill Arthur. Yes. But it's a real cool transformation. Like, we see his body form back into one. Um, the girls were all screaming for him because there's this explosion, and suddenly his comms go dead. So they instantly think that he's dead. Uh-huh. Um, he then comes back out, and they're wondering who on earth is, uh, like, th- he speaks back to them, and they're chewing him out for not saying anything. Um, and, yeah, he goes and he defeats King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> So, pretty
1: easily. So, it's a pretty cool little uh, battle scene that happens there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, then at the sure very end how... of that
0: episode, uh-huh. the young witch is surrounded by a bunch of inquisitors and arrested, and she collapses in front of them. Yeah,
1: she's charged for murder. Mm-hmm. She's charged for murder.
0: murder. And then she passes out. Mm-hmm. Episode... And then episode three starts with that same opening. Uh-huh. Oh,
1: did you want to say something? Well, i was just saying that in episode 3 it starts with what it, she appears to be in chains uh scantily clad like a prisoner's gown of some kind or less um reminds me of what uh maybe what um uh, the redheaded princess in gate was wearing when she was in a pri- when she was a prisoner as well not yeah. not exactly yeah. uh, covering much
0: um, um.
1: And that's when the uh, the headmaster of the Pina school... Pina Colada,
0: Princess Pina Colada. Yeah, Pina Colada. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, but anyway, the headmaster of this um, academy, this uh, anti-magic academy, um, basically congratulates her on uh, successfully enrolling in his school.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, and I wrote down what on earth, because I just want to know what's going on in that director's head because this is a school designed for killing witches and yet here he is inviting a witch into the school
1: well the title of the third episode is a witch joins
0: yeah yeah
1: so that was and the, uh so we're introduced a little bit more into what's going on what's going on behind the scenes. Um,
0: mm. uh, but, but we also um What's her name? Um, bu- 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 Lapis is also introduced into the school. Uh, they introduce her. They say that she is one of these relics. She's a re- uh, she's a relic, um, but she uh, she is also a relic that is um, close quarters combat. Uh, right. And she needed a swordsman who wasn't just skilled, but a swordsman who um, oh, wasn't just strong, but also skilled. Somebody who mm-hmm. could draw out her full power. Right. Um, because if they drew out her full power without being skilled with the sword. Um it would kill her power would kill the user. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um but anyways, she uh she gets enrolled into the school because her per- she prefers to appear as a human. Yes. And so they enroll her in the school as Lapis uh, Katsu, uh Kusanagi, as what? uh Takeru's younger sister. And she yeah. says Oni and she calls him Oni Chan. Oh yeah. forgot to mention Why did she, you give her this last this family name? Hello,
1: Onichan. Hello, Onichan. <laughs> uh,
0: forgot to mention, sh- um, he after the fight, he sits down next to um, uh, next to Otori, uh-huh. Um and she's chewing him out for doing something so stupid, um, and he just says uh, it's not stupid. You need you need to stop doing this alone. You can rely rely on me, and uh, he stops. Shouldering all of it, I'll shoulder half of it for you, type mm. thing, and she agrees to it. And he collapses, uh, and his head just lands right on her her lap, and she just lets him rest there, um, mm. showing that he's broken through that wall for her. And we see in episode two that she's kind of fallen for him, uh, especially with some of the events that happen in episode two. Um, she's absolutely letting him in, emotionally speaking. Yeah, but episode three
1: really starts to kind of establish what's going on between the two of them because yeah. not because during the exact same meeting where a uh where they're taking the time to explain lapis who she is really, the fake ID they've given her and how she's going to be posing as this guy's little sister moving forward they also introduce the witch girl that joins the party mm-hmm. So, so, this they've, oh. they've assembled quite a nice little harem here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so they're under orders to make sure that the witch stays safe, and we find out that this decorative scarf she wears is also hiding a transmitter that will blow her head off if she attempts to use magic while on school grounds, mm-hmm. or at mm-hmm. all.
0: Um, but we see... Um, I guess we see it later on, so I don't really need to cover it right now. Um, but she, with how much Otori hates witches, and uh, with how much um, Maki wants to prove that not all witches are evil and not all magic is bad, yes, the two of them immediately start clashing heads. Yeah. And um, in everything, like, they have, like, two or three, comp- three competitions. I forget what the first one is. Um, uh. But Otori beats her, beats yeah. Maki. The second one, it's a high jump. It's a high jump, yes. And she, uh, she once again beats Maki. Maki tries to, to ends up smacking her head into the bar. Yeah. And the third one, she uh, Otori asks uh, is asked a question, and she answers it. And they ask her, okay, is like, oh, okay. well, the answer is ancient magic. He's like, that's right. What was it originally called? He's like, uh, I, I don't know. And then Maki's like, how do you not know it's called? You know. Blood ride or something like that. I I forget. Pure blood. Uh huh. It's called pure blood. Pure blood. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, they yeah, and they're just having it out the entire time, yeah. and they get back into the room where the platoon where the platoon meets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are still just arguing and shouting and just trying to prove that they're better than the other. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh okay. well, well, well what happens is they end up going to the lunch room. And That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. And uh the witch grabs the last sweet bun off the shelf before mm-hmm. uh the witch hunter can grab it. And the two of them start arguing back and forth with each other calling each other names and like can you two just not be so familiar with each other so quite early in the morning and it's like some of the ban- some of the people t- like we get it you're friends cut it out. Mhm. We are not friends! (laughs) Yeah, When did they get Uh, so close? And eventually, they start shouting at each other, screaming at each other, ready to hit each other, when our man tries to stop the fight. Yeah, he goes in to stop the fight, and their equal rage causes them to synchronize, punch him in the face.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maki apologizes and gives him a can of, I think, it looked like Pokari sweat but, uh, which is, uh, a Japanese sports drink. Mm. Um, but whatever, she gave him, uh, a drink, uh, told him to use that to cool down the swelling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, eventually he realizes that she's been assigned to live in his apartment.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So, so and she has this whole big block body... about how, uh, well, she didn't want to. She didn't at first want to reveal her reasons, but eventually she goes into this monologue about how she wanted to to. to this is where the monologue of how she wants to change the world mm-hmm. and make people realize that not all magic is bad, and just to get rid of the bad sorcerers, but don't don't think all magic is bad. Um, and then she goes. Then she, you know, threatens some villainous. Uh, like, if you cross me, I'll. Or, so, I don't remember exactly the wording of it. But it's pretty hilarious. And then she attempts to throw her can away and misses. And then she goes and picks up her can and puts it in the trash can. It's like, and, and so Takaru, who's listening the whole time, is just bust, starts busting a gut. It's so like, you had all this fill the speech and then you just, and then you had to clean up after yourself. It just doesn't match. <laughs> and then, and then, okay. So I got the order of events wrong. So it, it was the can throw first. And then it was the monologue about how things, how she wants to make things better. And then, um, uh, what happened? Okay, so what happens after that? Uh, it's uh, oh yeah, that's right. The events that take place when they find out that
0: the witch has. To oh no, they have. Us. Well, before that, we have the um the tournament. They actually have a, a yeah, fight. The
1: first round of the tournament. It, happens it's it's the
0: first round of the tournament, and they're losing. Um. I think it's mostly because they're outnumbered. They're a fairly small platoon. Tower um, wanted to participate. Bunny is panicking and is
1: slowly being surrounded. Uh, mm-hmm. The main guy and girl are uh, separated, and it's hard to communicate. And witch is not is not participating.
0: The witch is out on the field, but she's like, "No, I don't care." Yeah. Um, but eventually, she decides. I forget what he said. What Tucker says, but the witch decides to participate, and she goes and she sacrifices herself. She goes and draws the attention of their sniper, mm-hmm. which then allow and she gets shot in the, uh, pretty close to the face with a, with a, with a paintball. She gets um, shot in the, the face with a Otori paintball. Which then allows Otori to take out. So she ends up having a pink the, streak in her hair for a while. Um, Otori then takes out the two people who were starting to surround uh, the sniper,
1: mm.
0: whatever her name is, Usagi. Um, and, uh, Usagi then gets in position to take out the enemy sniper. Yep. And so, thanks to the witch's sacrifice, um, they are able to, uh, they're able to win the first round, which no one thought they were going to do. During that fight, one of the early events
1: happens is that, uh, Takaru, uh, he has what, uh, appears to be one of these telescoping batons. And so he, 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 he extends the telescoping baton and, um... Uh, steps out to uh, and challenges somebody in a very, very chinobu speech way. And then cut to, as he's prepared to do something, cut to the other people's reaction as they hear, Oh, I strained my shoulder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's so useless. Mm hmm. Um, so after that, they then realize that Maki has been assigned to live in his apartment because she can't live anywhere else. She needs to be under surveillance. And they reveal that the two of the people who arrested her are still watching her uh, in a car close by. Um, And, uh, Otori is like, there's no way I'm letting you spend the night in his place alone. I'm coming with.
1: Yeah, Um, she's she's convinced that the witch is using her wiles to, uh, to enchant and seduce uh Takaru because 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 the the conversation where where she's monologuing about how she wants to be a good person ends with the two of them agreeing to call each other by first names on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it's easier for them than to
0: because first names were easier to pronounce than their last names. Yeah, and uh in she learns this and she gets furious that they're already on a first name basis, even though she opened up and opened up and let him in. Yeah, uh, more than anyone else in her entire life, ever since her family was killed, so she is not having this. So <laughs> yeah. they,
1: uh, so, so it's a point of contention between these two who don't uh-huh.
0: like each other to uh-huh. begin with. And they end up. Um, oh, they, at his oh, apartment. Oh, oh <laughs> before, uh,
1: before they go to his apartment, there's a huge fight in the commons, where they're they're bickering back and forth after the. Uh, after the punch and after they're talking, and when when they when it's uh-huh. revealed that they're they're doing this, it just there's a shot where they're all fighting with each other, and Lapis is sitting comfortably with a bowl of pop bucket of popcorn, just watching. Hmm. I had to write that down in one of my items because it was just <laughs> Lapis is sitting there, literally eating popcorn, watching the fight. Like it's a mm-hmm. living meme. So. I don't know if, like, you did you watch it on your computer? I watched it on my computer on Verve.
0: So there okay. may have been a problem See, with
1: the Crunchyroll translation. I watched it to... on
0: my PS4 um, on Crunchyroll. Uh-huh. And there were many scenes where the subtitles were either there for half a second and then gone, or were just never there at all. Um sure. So I'm kind of sad that it like I understand Japanese well enough to where I could make by and get and understand, understand what was going on without without subtitles here and there. Not well enough to understand the entire show without subtitles. I'm not that I'm not that fluent good at Japanese. Yeah. Um but they go to his apartment, walk by all these houses, and uh, it zooms into his apartment is this old falling apart building. And it zooms in up and there's this red, the building is like glowing red and there's this black smoke coming off of it. And old Tori's just like, what is this black aura? Oh, it might be the air, it might be the cooler or you know, something like that. I forget what he said. And then there's a bird cawing like a doomsday. Yeah, what is that what is that bird? Oh, it's just a crow. Yeah, <laughs> all these bad omens of this place keep going off. But anyways, he goes in, he lets the girls wait, wait, in. You You hunt you, the amazing
1: martial artist who hunts witches for a living is afraid of ghosts. you can go home oh, anytime. Yeah. yeah And so and so they're walking through the corridor making it to his friend to his apartment which is at the end of the corridor. So it's the far end of a dead mm-hmm. end and uh, he pulls out his key and says, "Here you go, make yourself at home I have to get to work and leaves them mm-hmm. there. And so what does, the, what does Otori do the moment that he's gone? Because yeah, I noticed you had that written down in your list of items.
0: Oh, yeah. She, so as soon as Otori, uh, sorry, as soon as uh, Takeru leaves, Otori's just like, well, bye. But she like stiffly turns and tries to leave like she's terrified of this place. Yes. And then and Maki... Maki's like, grabs her and says, where are you going? Because Maki doesn't want to be left alone in this
1: haunted place either. She's pretending to be brave because it's easy to be brave when somebody else is being
0: scared. Mm-hmm. But, but she doesn't want to be left alone. <laughs> so later on, Takeru comes home, uh, opens up the door because he's used to just walking into his own place. And um, Ma- and he turns in and says, I'm home. And he sees Maki naked in front of him drying off after having a shower or after coming out of the bath or whatever. Yeah. To Maki's credit, she realizes he's not used to having girls in his home. So she just calmly says, please turn around. And he goes, okay, yeah, sure. And instead of like freaking out and hitting him. Much wow. to her credit. I was expecting her to freak out and punch him. Right. Well, Otori freaks out again. I forget at what. But she freaks out and she runs to Maki and runs to Maki for comfort knocks Maki over, and the two of them land naked on top of Takedu. And this is when Takedu says, this isn't my fault. This isn't my fault. I didn't do this. This is not my fault. And then camera cuts. Bam. He gets slapped by both of them. Yep.
1: Um, it's also, at this point, uh, at some point during this episode, they cut away from them and talked, and then go back to uh, Evil Ed who has a staff that, the head of which reminds me of the guy from uh, the, um, uh, what is it? Okay, so the staff has a uh, has a kind of a goat head of some kind that looks like the guy from uh, the Ancient Magus Bride, the Ancient Magus from that show. But it also has an eye in the middle of the staff that kind of reminds me of the, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh the eye uh, of the soul caliber, mhm, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. and so, um, and so he's talking to, and his staff is talking back to them, and they're having a conversation, and we find out that um he was involved in the uh, crime scene at the apartment. Mm-hmm. he was um and uh, the reason Maki got arrested was. He cast a spell that murdered two agents while she was there, and she tried mm-hmm. to stop him. Tried to tried to help them, and it was too late. So there was nothing she could do to help them. He
0: described the spell as va- that it will he... create thorns for as long as the person has magical energy. Yeah. So it's just constantly torturing them and murdering them slowly and painfully.
1: Yeah. Um. Then he uh he basically vanishes, leaves her there alone. So reinforcements come. They only see her. So they're ready to uh, to take her out and arrest her for murder. Of the arrest her for murder. And as she, before, she can even say anything. You see another one of those magic scroll uh, talisman looking things float in, activate, and then she passes out. Yep.
0: So we find out that apparently that was a...
1: she got caught. that
0: was she. He's the reason she got caught, and she. Um... She lost she has amnesia as well. Yeah. Uh, that spell gave her amnesia, and during this conversation he's having with his staff, he says, "Well, I wasn't like I did not expect them to take her, and I thought they were going to kill her, so that does put a crink in my plans. No it, but it's okay it's we'll the opposite
1: out. of what he says. The staff said, "Why didn't you just kill her? You could have done that mm-hmm. magically." And he said, basically, her ideal of mm-hmm wanting to make the world a better place and making people don't think magic is bad. Well, when she found out that he had murdered innocent people with what she had, with what he had done with the, uh, the events with, um, uh, with, with King Arthur, with evil Al, um, uh, what he had done with those events, um, he just absolutely adored the look of betrayal and horror on her face. He lived for that. He was just, he's a psychopath that wants to see this girl's hopes and dreams shattered. And so he wants, mm-hmm. to, he wants to preserve her and drive her mad. He wants to preserve her life and drive her mad. So it would be a complete waste to kill her. Because he get so much enjoyment out of torturing her in this way. Um, it was the staff that recommended killing her and he wouldn't have it. Um, and then
0: how does episode three end? Episode three ends, um, Otori's going to make a report. Um, and, uh, she goes to the headmasters, um, or principal, whatever, headmaster, whatever, goes to his office and she sees a report on the table and i'm convinced that this headmaster left this report out on purpose hmm. with how smart he is there's no way he would have left the report out like this on accident um right. and she reads it and she discovers maki's crime the reason she was arrested she was arrested for murder
1: yes now we so, know but she she's also do suffering
0: it. from we also know she's suffering from amnesia according yeah. to that report yeah so we, so, we... So we know Maki has
1: amnesia. We know Maki didn't commit the crime, but was in, but was working with somebody who was committing crimes. And so that makes her an accomplice at the very least. Um, and so this is kind of a, you know, some kind of redemption arc that the, uh, the uh, headmaster is plotting mm-hmm. for this girl. Cause she, she, she has pure reasons but she's associating with people who do not want, who do not have her best interest at in heart. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Yeah. All right. So I think, exactly. that, and so, and so Otohori discovering this really does uh, put a bit of a, um, put an additional cramp in their blood, in their burgeoning relationship. Um, and so it makes for interesting, uh, human drama. To go mm-hmm. into this overall story so mm-hmm. it's a
0: great little cliffhanger to keep you wanting to watch yeah yeah this was fun uh my final thoughts this was fun i enjoyed it um i don't know if i have a drive to watch more of it with everything else that i have on my plate you know
1: the crassness of some of its uh humor makes it makes it so I can't watch it around my family um so uh it would have to be something I'd watch on my own and I just don't have enough time to watch things on my own these days so yeah, yeah this I'll, I'll probably be passing on finishing this one unless uh gotcha. unless one of our listeners gives me a really good reason to keep going yeah so let us know what you think about this
0: show this week's episode, yeah. Uh, share, share your thoughts below. Um, so that's it for this week's uh, three episodes in for next week. I have picked interviews with monster girls in continuation of our schools with a twist. And Succubi, this is the show you DeLohan's... mentioned earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. This is the show and you mentioned I... earlier that it released volume seven soon.
0: Yes, uh, volume seven of the manga is coming out on the 24th of this month, and I've got it pre ordered. Mm-hmm. Um Succubi, Dulahans, Snow Women, and Vampires. We're a little different, we're a little different from humans and called demi humans. Lately, we've been called Demis. This is a stimulating and heartful school uh, demi human comedy featuring those very unique Demis and a high school teacher named Takahashi Tetsuo. Te- yeah, Tetsuo. Yeah. Who's highly interested in learning more about their daily lives and habits. Okay.
1: All right, so looking forward for, to rewatching that. Have you watched it before? A little bit
0: of it. I don't know if I finished the first three episodes. I know I've watched the. First I've only episode. read the manga, so I haven't seen the. I haven't seen an animated, but I'm looking forward to it. I know that I absolutely devoured the manga. I thought it was just so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. Um. So that's All it right. for three episodes in. Let's move on to recommendation of the week, and it's your turn.
1: All right. So in the spirit of what we watched today, I was thinking about another, uh, you know, fish out of water. Um, uh, uh, loser harem anime. Uh-huh. And so I ended up recommending this week uh, Rune Soldier, or its original title, title, Maho Senshi Lui. Rune Senshi Lui. Okay. Or Rune,
0: Rune, Rune Soldier
1: Lui. Or Magic mm-hmm. Soldier Lui. Um, it's, uh, it's an anime uh, that takes place in a medieval fantasy uh, realm. It's not an isekai. Everybody's native to this fantasy realm but Mm -hmm. um our main character is basically a barbarian trying to class as a mage Ah. and and he's no good at it the first episode he's fighting goblins and he pulls out his magic wand and breaks it against one of their faces like it was a club and then the the next few episodes are the quest to get it replaced because it's not easy to just replace a magician's wand. And he just broke it like a brute in his first fight. Um, they, uh, they have a fantastic cast of diverse um, girls in his harem, including uh-huh. uh, there's one taller than him who's incredibly butch and she's a powerful fighter. There's one about his, uh, he's a little shorter, he's a cleric, and then they have a diminutive um, lowly thief. And mm-hmm. antics abound in this show. Uh, one of my favorite characters in all of animes in this show is a, uh, a girl who um, is a classmate of Rui, uh, but will never leave the school to go on an adventure with him. She likes learning from books too much.
0: Okay. I just I, I pulled up the site you talked about before because.moe. Nobody uh-huh. is streaming it. So I went to to see if I could get on if I can find it on the Amazon. Brand new three hundred and eight dollars. This is uh Matt used, has a copy. you can get it for used, you can get it
1: for twenty. Matt has it on D V D. Matt so, has it on D V D? Matt has okay. it on D V D. It's it's something you're gonna have it's I recommend it. But uh,
0: I guess good luck finding it. Well, I may just pick up a used copy of it because you can get used copies for pretty cheap, it looks like. So, cool.
1: Cool, cool. Okay, anyways. Well, that's my, re- that's my
0: recommendation. It. It's a whole lot of fun. I'm all for fantasy anime. Fantasy is what got us into anime young- uh, when we were younger. Um, oh, Yeah, more. okay. So that's it for a recommendation of the week. Now it's time for creator shout out. And once again, I came across this artist thanks to somebody's post on Imgur. Um, I have no idea how, uh, 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 I believe the name she goes online as is Razara, uh, Razaras, Razaras, something like that. Razarasi? Chai-chan. Um, I know I just, I just butchered that name. Um, but she is an incredible, incredible artist. Uh, go ahead and pick up one of the, click on one of these links so you can go ahead and see some of her work. Um, she, I just pulled up her Instagram right here. Um, it's just Instagram.com slash Razas, R-A-Z-A-R-A-S. And she just has, she is, I believe she's Korean. Um, Mm -hmm. and she is, she just draws these absolutely incredible, Um, pieces of art of uh, video game characters, of real people. Um, She's got a great shot of Chun-Li. She has another great drawing of um, X-23 from uh, Logan. I don't know if they actually called her that in the movie. Um, But just scroll through her art, um, and you'll see a ton of just incredible, incredible pieces. Mm. But here's one of um, Rukia from Bleach. Uh, If you haven't... uh, Right below Uh, of... uh, Of um, Rangiku from Bleach as well. Uh, but yeah, this person just has some absolutely amazing artwork. Um, anyway, uh, go ahead and check her stuff out uh, if you want to see more of it. Uh, so yeah. Oh, she's got an Android 18, a couple below yeah.
1: uh, Rukia, yeah, if,
0: if you have if it on there's 3. A right below, there's a Bulma right below that. Uh, uh-huh. Blue hair. She's got the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z pin. Yeah, it's. She's got some Spider just incredible, incredible pieces. Oh, these
1: okay. Are just glorious.
0: <laughs> she also did uh, Princess Bowser. 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 There's the fire keeper from uh, right below Bowser. Um, the girl with the iron crown in front of her face.
1: That's Over the fire eyes. keeper
0: from Dark Souls 3. So, oh. Anyways. Uh, that's it for another episode, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to go ahead and comment below. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you like what we do and want to support us, uh, please share our channel with your friends. Uh, where can they find us on social media? Our site,
1: com, currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet... Please reach out to us on one of the ones we mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you.
0: Okay. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.